Are you feeling lucky this St. Patrick's Day? Easy Living Furniture has a pot of gold waiting for you with absolutely everything reduced across sofa, dining, bedroom, mattress and accessories. Get the three-seater dark grey Harper sofa for only 459 Donut 240cm dining table for only 289 and much more. Don't miss out on these lucky savings at Easy Living Furniture. Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie if you or a loved one gets hurt, you'll want a faster road to recovery. At Leia Healthcare's Urgent Care Clinics, you'll be seen by a consultant-led team in 60 minutes or less for injuries including breaks, burns and bumps. Switch now at leiahealthcare.ie. Always a beat ahead for you and your family with urgent care in 60 minutes or less. Insurance provided by Ellipse Insurance Limited, trading as Leia Healthcare. Leia Healthcare Limited, trading as Leia Healthcare and Leia Life, is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Urgent care clinics available to all aged 12 months and over. Wellbeing benefits available to Leia Healthcare members. Today on the Indo Daily, Conor McGregor, political scapegoat or far right poster boy. In his early 20s, Conor McGregor had a more contemplative approach to the idea of work. He'd later tell journalists how his parents had to drag him out of bed, trying unsuccessfully to coax him into the trade of plumbing. And I knew that I did not want to pursue this life. Why, why, why do this? Why walk to the grave? You know what I mean? This is not what life is meant to be. So I left and I quit. And Part of the blockbuster lore of the Conor McGregor rags to riches story is most compellingly told by the man himself. The week before he won his first fight as a UFC member and the $60,000 check that went with it, he'd been claiming job seekers allowance in Ireland. I don't know what's going on here. I'm just up to hearing $60,000. Just last week I was collecting the social welfare. You know what I mean? In fact, he had been relying on the welfare system a lot while he tried to make it as a fighter between his 2008 debut and that big break in 2013. This week, that same welfare system that gave McGregor the time and space to become arguably one of the most successful Irish sports people of all was being derided by the notorious himself as he took to social media during the Dublin riots. It was so interesting this week to see him to see him attack uh, Ireland's social welfare system and describe it as a gravy train that was attracting maybe criminal immigrants to the country. This has now left the untouchable Crumlin man in hot water with the public and the authorities. Welcome to Ireland. You know, I, I am the saviour of this game. I love to say I told you so. I'm Fionn Sheehan, and today on the Indo Daily, I'm joined by Ellen Coyne, special correspondent with the Irish Independent, to ask if Conor McGregor is going to move from prize fighter to far-right political influencer. Ellen, in the wake of the riots last week in Dublin, Conor McGregor, was making comments on social media. What was he saying? Some of the comments that have attracted most of the attention is that in the hours before the riot, he sent out a tweet saying Ireland was at war. And then later on that night, when the riots were at their absolute peak, and I suppose people were uh, at their their point of being most concerned, the guards were still struggling to get control back in the city centre, he put out a post saying, you reap what you sow. That immediately drew attention to to Conor McGregor and his social media presence because people saw this as kind of maybe uh, 
detracting responsibility from the rioters and trying to imply or suggest that the response to the attack in Parnell Square was maybe the fault of the government and the fault of Ireland's immigration policy. Now, the next day, that Friday, there was a lot of political and media attention on Conor McGregor and he tried to kind of revise or refine what he was saying. He started to put out posts clarifying that he did not condone the riots, um, that he, you know, condemned the attacks on frontline workers like Gardaí, bus drivers. But he was kind of quick to say that the time would come to condemn the people who've been involved in damaging shops and businesses in Dublin city centre. But again, kind of circling back on this idea that Ireland's immigration policy is a free-for-all, that we have this revolving door, people who are criminals are able to come into the country, that it's a threat to the safety of women and children, and that there needs to be this kind of um, like border patrol force, this kind of agency that would vet every individual immigrant as they come into the country. And I suppose it attracted a lot of attention because that kind of rhetoric, talking about Ireland being at war, fears about unvetted men coming in, are broadly recognised to be far-right talking points. McGregor emphasised the need for action and change in Ireland, hinting at potential aspirations. He stated there will be change in Ireland. Mark my words, McGregor also warned that if officials don't act to ensure Ireland's safety, he would take matters into his own hands, saying if they do not take action soon with their plan of action to ensure Ireland's safety, I will. Now, Gardaí are investigating comments across the board on social media. Does does Conor McGregor potentially fall in under the umbrella of that investigation? Yes, so there, it was reported this week that obviously the Gardaí have a huge amount of social media material to sift through. There were far-right agitators who were deliberately trying to organise for demonstrations that turned into riots that Thursday night. And it has been reported that some of the material that Conor McGregor was putting out is among, it's attracted the attention of Gardaí and it is being looked at. We know that the Taunashta Micheál Martin had condemned Conor McGregor's comments. I think he didn't name him specifically, but he was saying that it was distressing disgraceful. And in his view, it could be described as incitement to hatred. So it put Conor McGregor in a space that he's probably never been in before. Um, He hasn't really ventured that much into politics so far. And I think you could see even in the way he was trying to navigate social media this week, you know, trying to say that focus on him was an attempt to scapegoat him by, I guess, the political and media establishment, that um, he's not really very sure of himself and he doesn't seem super comfortable kind of trying to navigate this space and the scrutiny that it brings when he started talking about anti-immigration politics in this way. So he's he's making these comments, but he's not really thinking it through in terms of the reaction that it will get. Yeah, and I suppose, you know, people were very quick to point out that the things that he was saying, the language is very similar to the language used by the far right. But I think it's probably important to say that at this moment in time, there is no suggestion that Conor McGregor supports the far right, that he's kind of like condoning them, that he is part of that kind of far right movement. But I think it's worth noting that if you look at his social media presence among other sports stars or nutrition brands or whatever else he's following, you do have very prominent members of the far right movement in Ireland, people who claim that Ireland is full, that there is the great replacement theory, which is a conspiracy theory that the government is trying to 
replace the, quote, native Irish population with, quote, people from the third world, not a phrase that I would use myself. Um, so Conor McGregor is following these people. And I think that if he is repeating far right talking points, it's probably because those talking points are becoming more mainstream on his social media feeds rather than Conor McGregor kind of going out and finding those telegram channels or those online spaces where people gather and spread those conspiracy theories originally. He is influential, though, uh, because of of his his record uh, as a, a sports star and the, and the biggest star of the the MMA world uh, thus far. So he has a fairly heavy fan base. So is there a possibility here that his fans are reading his political views and taking that on board as well? Oh, 100%. Like I was looking into the kind of Conor McGregor effect and he's got like um, a stout brand that he has at the moment. Earlier this year, a UK supermarket restocked it. And by 10 o'clock in the morning, the shelves were empty because his fans would go in and literally take every Conor McGregor product on the shelf into their trolley and buy it up. And people would, who had drank Guinness for their entire life would swore off it immediately as soon as Conor McGregor launched a stout. Um, you know, that is the kind of effect that he has. Anything that he put he puts his name to, he has a, this core demographic of people who've built a really strong connection with him over the last 10 years since his kind of breakthrough in UFC. And he's gone beyond a sports star now. He's kind of like a global brand and a global personality and a lot of that goes into the kind of lore of the Conor McGregor story this kind of rags to riches every man even though he's a multi-millionaire so he has a lot of pull with people particularly with young men I'm gonna come up to you tomorrow no, you, I, I swear to God. I'm gonna come up to you tomorrow you're the man <laughs> and I suppose there's a confluence of factors that through without any deliberate effort on Conor McGregor's part by accident, maybe rather than design, a lot of the things that make him uh, desirable as a role model to young men happen to be things that the far right are trying to emulate or things that the far right are trying to use to make their brand of politics more appealing to young men as well. His followers are the exact demographic that the far right are trying to get out of here. Exactly, yeah. There's been a lot of commentary as well in the past week accusing Conor McGregor of, of hypocrisy because he's been involved in crimes himself. Yep. So uh, one of the theories that Conor McGregor was putting forward this week is that uh, any foreign person who commits a crime should be immediately deported by the Irish government. And I suppose it's interesting to kind of question how his international career would have fared had other countries adopted that idea. Because in 2018, he uh, pled guilty to, I think, one count of disorderly conduct in New York after he was filmed putting a, a trolley through the window of a bus that was carrying fellow UFC fighters. And after he made that plea, it actually didn't affect his travel visa and he didn't get a criminal record for it. So I suppose people will kind of point out that this kind of zero tolerance to foreign people coming into countries and committing crimes wouldn't really have worked for him. And I suppose people also point out that if he's to start wading into anti-immigrant politics, if you look at the world of boxing and combat sports and martial arts, they have a very fine, proud history of being 
built by and um, kind of dominated by immigrants. And a lot of people that maybe Conor McGregor would have trained with in gyms uh, through uh, MMA would be immigrants, um, a lot of whom might be on social welfare, which is the exact demographic of person that Conor McGregor has been accused of villainizing through his social media posts this week. Was his persona during his MMA career not not based around him being uh, Irish and having the backing of the Irish community in America, who oh, are themselves an immigrant community? He has made an absolute fortune from the Irish emigration story. Like the Irish community in the US have basically been bankrolling him for a decade. Irish celebrities, even like uh, American politicians who, you know, kind of want to have that Irish backstory flock to Conor McGregor. He always was kind of like sh- uh, shrouding himself in the tricolor. That was a big part of his story. And also, I suppose it was so interesting this week to see him to see him attack uh, Ireland's social welfare system and describe it as a gravy train that was attracting maybe criminal immigrants to the country. When one of Con- Conor McGregor's great stories that he told about himself when he first had his breakthrough in 2013 was the fact that before he won his first fight and got, I think, $60,000 in a check, the week before he had been claiming job seekers allowance in Ireland. I don't know what's going on here. I'm just up to here in $60,000. Just last week I was collecting the social welfare, you know what I mean? And that was like lapped up by the US media. They loved the idea of this fighting Irishman who'd been living on welfare checks and then had become a millionaire. And McGregor had actually said in interviews in the following years when his star was really rising, that he had relied on social welfare in those years between 2008 and 2013 when he was trying to get his break as an MMA fighter. His parents had tried to get him to go into a trade. They tried to get him to become a plumber, but he had no interest in it. And he made a comment about how, you know, um, society is so interesting. And I knew that I did not want to pursue this life. Why, why, why do this? Why walk to the grave? You know what I mean? This is not what life is meant to be. So I left and I quit. And I... It kind of tells you basically that you have to work no matter how much you don't enjoy it. And I suppose it's interesting to see where he is now when he talks about his favourite mantra is how the working man is a real hero, how, um, you know, a good male role model kind of goes out and work. It's all about graft. It's all about tenacity and it's all about grit. But I suppose he's kind of jettisoned that part of his backstory now in some of the language and rhetoric that he's using around social welfare and immigrants who avail of social welfare. Yeah, so for where previously he's saying he needed the the safety net mm-hmm. of the welfare system, of the state helping people who are trying to make their way in life. He's now saying, no, no, I'm completely a self-made man and I did it all myself. Yeah, exactly. What about his career, where it's at uh, at the moment? But he's also, he's got a lot of business interests. As you say, he's got his drinks, he's got a whiskey, he's got a stout, he's got a bar. There's other uh, bars that he's he's going to be opening, he's involved in property. And there's also this talk of a, of a comeback uh, in MMA. Is venturing into the political arena going to damage him in any way? I don't believe it is because he has so much loyalty in his base. So there are people listening to this that might it might never possess them to kind of buy a whiskey because it has Conor McGregor's name on it or venture into a pub because it's a Conor McGregor venture. But not just ar- across Ireland, but globally, his fan base are so loyal. Like this is more than watching a sports star that you really enjoy or really respect. Conor McGregor hasn't had a fight in two years and he's gone beyond being an individual sports star to kind of being a personality and a global brand. And a lot 
lot of that ties into this idea of, you know, um, kind of traditional ideas of men being like providers and protectors and the hard work and the grit and the fact that his little kind of unofficial uniform is always wearing a suit, this kind of like working man, someone who dragged himself up by his bootstraps. All of that goes into like the lore and mythology of Conor McGregor. And if people are into that, they're going to be into that for life. So I think even if there are people who maybe might have been a little bit nervous about some of the things that Conor McGregor was saying, who mightn't maybe feel that they share the same views as him on immigration, if they're a fan and they've been a fan for a decade now, I suppose the reason people are afraid when Conor McGregor starts saying things like this is because they know he has the ear of people. And... If right-wing rhetoric is getting mainstream enough that it's appearing in Conor McGregor's social media feed, if Conor McGregor starts saying it, it's going to go far more mainstream and it's going to go far more global. We saw as soon as Conor McGregor started talking about the riots this week, they started to be covered by the likes of Steve Bannon and Tucker Carlson. And he just has that profile and has that celebrity that he's able to bring this to a global audience. And that is why when he starts putting out these tweets, people get nervous and people get really afraid. Well, many people in Ireland are absolutely sick of this. It's happening by design. That country has been completely transformed by immigration. Ireland's probably one of the worst, if not the worst, because the political class has totally sold out. And I think what you saw the other day in the response by the Garda, the response by the authorities was immediately to go after Conor McGregor and other folks who were saying, hey, we need to address this. We need to, your 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 proclamations are no longer good enough. Yeah, you saw Tucker Carlson and Steve Bannon not having a terribly well-informed no, conversation no. either on, on, on this, this topic. And is there a prospect here now that uh, in the United States – that McGregor starts being associated with particular political ideologies. I think that that is the danger. So I think if you look at the way he's been talking this week, I think he got a little bit taken aback by the the pressure that he was coming under from politics and the media. But it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're Conor McGregor, if you're this very kind of strong individual personality. It doesn't matter how successful you are. Having a really effusive audience overnight can be very intoxicating. And there's a lot of people now who are saying to Conor McGregor, oh, the reason you're on RTE or the reason the Irish Independent is writing about you is because you're getting too close to the truth. And because, um, you know, they're going to come for you now, they're going to try to smear you. And if you feel like you're being attacked by politicians or the Taunisher or the media, it's very intoxicating to kind of lean into that. So he kind of has two options now. He can either heed the criticism that he got this week and robust back and maybe refine what he's thinking or maybe consider more carefully if he happens to be espousing something, if it can be hurtful or he might be accidentally spreading far-right rhetoric or he can just lean straight into it. He's going to have a huge audience now, not just in Ireland, but across the US who are going to be absolutely delighted and really, really keen to kind of embrace him and bring him more towards more extreme anti-immigration and far-right politics. But I suppose it's just down to Conor McGregor as an individual if he chooses that he wants to do that. He was already identifying himself as as an anti-establishment figure. Is that fair enough? Yeah, and I think that that's a really important point because anytime Conor McGregor talks about kind of anti-immigration politics, he frames it in that anti-establishment way. So it's clear if you listen to the way that he talks online that he feels very strongly that the likes of Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael and the Greens aren't really listening to or understanding the concerns of ordinary people. And huge amounts of people in the country feel that way as well, often for very good reason. So when Conor McGregor is coming to anti-immigration politics, he's coming to it from a kind of working 
class perspective that, you know, there's areas in Dublin, um, there's areas in Ireland that are really disenfranchised, that have kind of been left behind by economic recovery. And those are the areas that feel most anxious when new accommodation centres go in because they feel like resources are scarce. So he is kind of staying consistent with that, that idea that, you know, there's I suppose, elites in power that don't understand working class men and women. And that's where Conor McGregor is coming from. And I suppose that is what makes him so attractive to the far right now, because he does have the air of an everyman, even though he's like a multimillionaire with like a Lamborghini yacht and has been living in Vegas. But he still has that air of authenticity when he's talking about life in Dublin. What sort of right wing figures are you seeing that he is following and are they are they just Irish or are they also UK and US? He also has like UK and US and we saw that some figures who were in Britain first were kind of rushing in as well to embrace Conor McGregor when he started sending out his tweets this week and looking at some of the profiles. And is he following them or are they following him or both? uh, They're following each other. So I think even if you looked at some of his, when I was going through his account, I could see um, profiles that he was following that, you know, had all the symbols of the Irish patriot, Ireland is full, Ireland for the Irish. When you look at their profiles, over the last few days, they've been making these kind of like fan cam memes. So it's like footage of Conor McGregor uh, walking into the cage to do a fight and cast over that. They have the words that he's been tweeting this week, you know, Ireland, we are at war. So obviously, naturally enough, they're absolutely delighted to have someone like Conor McGregor being sympathetic to their politics because he's exactly the sort of figure that they want. And my thanks to Ellen Coyne. I'm Fionn Sheehan, and today's episode was produced and researched by Gareth Mulhall, with sound by John Smith. Archive clips from MMA, UFC, the BBC, Channel 4, Fox News, Sky News, X, and the Irish Independent. You can read more about this story on the Irish Independent. And if you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow, and leave us a review. Feeling lucky this St. Patrick's Day? Easy Living Furniture has a pot of gold waiting for you with absolutely everything reduced across sofa, dining, bedroom, mattress and accessories. Get the three-seater dark grey Harper sofa for only 459 Donut 240cm dining table for only 289 and much more. Don't miss out on these lucky savings at Easy Living Furniture. Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie